You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Good evening everyone and a happy new year. I hope your Christmas was blessed with many moments of real grace. If you're joining us for the first time, you are very welcome. We are Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church, part of a worldwide communion of churches that celebrate God's inclusive love for everyone. All are welcome at the Lord's table. Tonight we celebrate the Feast of Epiphany. For many countries, it's a time when they exchange presents, remembering the gifts the wise men brought to the infant Jesus. For us, we dwell on the most important aspect of the visit of the Magi, that Jesus, foretold by the prophets and eagerly awaited by the Jewish people, is a saviour for the whole world. He will be a ruler for all people, Jew and Gentile alike, heralding a kingdom of love, peace and justice. Our readings this evening, given by Lily and Kelly, tell of a light that has been given to a darkened world, a light of love, a light of hope, a light inviting us to a new and deeper relationship with God. Let us pray. Arise, shine, for the light of the world has come. Darkness covers the earth and its people, but the radiance of God's light burns away its shadows, illuminates the smallest corner, and heralds in the start of a new dawn. Where, where hearts no longer fear, souls may be set free, and sister shall follow brother, nation shall follow nation, and kings and princesses bow down in awe before the one who comes to reign. Arise, shine, for the light of the world has come. Alleluia. A reading from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 60, verses 1 to 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of God glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to you your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together for they come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you, and the wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah, 
and all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be found pleasing in your sight, O God. Amen. We three kings of Orient are, one on a bike and one in a car, one on a scooter blowing his hooter following yonder star. This was a refrain from my school days from my school playground many years ago, and it's about as far away as you can get from the ecological standpoint and the truth of the gospel, which most of us adhere to these days. I love the Feast of the Epiphany because it has it all. It describes all that we need to recognize as our Christian belief and commitment and all contained in a delightful story which even the most unimaginative among us can picture vividly. But I will explain, and I promise, I will try and avoid any feminist references 
to the impossibility of finding three wise men. First of all, what does epiphany mean? We often hear people using the word fairly freely and in a diluted form. On, there I was on the way to buy a burger and I suddenly had this epiphany. Maybe they did, but it's actually about having a dramatic enlightenment, a revelation which changes us. It changes our lives or our understanding of our experience. It changes us. And what does magi mean? Well, it comes from the Greek magus or magus and means a seer or a sage. That is, someone recognised as having a deep, deep wisdom. Because the men followed a star, they have often been described as astrologers. And their apparent wisdom, calling people to call them philosophers. Apart from all the other elements, this is one of the most beautiful stories in the New Testament, which unfortunately some people dismiss um, and diminishing it uh, as, uh, by calling it a myth. Now, there's nothing wrong with myths, because a myth is a story which is based on tradition. Many myths have actual uh, factual origins, while others can be fiction. But they're more than just stories, for they serve a profound purpose for us, because they help to explain the world, for us to explain the world to ourselves as well as to other people. And they sometimes explain our experience, and they often do so in sacred texts and in sacred terms. The Magi story, their journey and their experiences inc included closeness to nature, hardship, faith, speaking truth to power, risk, finding new life, recognizing a king, listening to guidance, acknowledging death, reading the signs of the times, and having the faith to believe in themselves and their quest which they steadfastly did not give up, even when the going was tough. And these people were not even Jewish. They were foreigners, outsiders. So here again is another message in the story for us. For these foreign seekers after truth were prepared to risk their lives to discover what the star was leading them to. What an amazing example of faith for us. Just when we thought that the whole Christmas event was done with and over. With this story as an, our example, we realize that it's actually only just begun. The Magi were close to the earth. It was, after all, a cosmic revelation in the form of a star, which alerted them to a great event the birth of a king, where they hardly knew, but their faith in the natural world contained an imperative that they couldn't ignore. They travelled by day and night, we assume, on camels, across deserts, stopping at oases, getting water wherever they could, seeking the newborn king of the Jews, who is the Lord of all creation, which is a lesson for us in our care for the earth 
for it is not ours, but it's God's. The New Testament is full of Gentiles seeking Jesus. Indeed, there are plenty of people around now. But these three men believed that they would be searching for and they hoped to find a person who would be a new king. And so they brought gifts suited to royalty. Gold for royal prestige. Frankincense, recognising his divinity. And myrrh, acknowledging that we all die. For in those days, bodies were anointed with myrrh. I talked quite a lot about outsiders in these last few weeks. The Canaanite woman who taught Jesus a lesson and my experiences of racism and fear of foreigners in the 1960s, and indeed right up to the present day. And these three were about as foreign as it gets. They usually have the appearance to fit their different nationalities, including one always represented as black. This is telling us that all peoples have a place at the manger. All people all nationalities, all colours, all are welcome into the kingdom of God. Throughout his ministry, Jesus, faithful Jew that he was, would be reminded that he was sent to the whole world and not just to the Jewish nation. And through the faithfulness and sacrifices of the first disciples, aided, of course, by the Holy Spirit, what came to pass was a worldwide Christian church but we were there, we were there at the manger, represented by the three men who had the faith and steadfastness not to give up their search on our behalf. The Magi spoke truth to the powerful Herod, whose interest in their quest was based on paranoia that their discovery of the new king of the Jews would threaten him or the tenuous stability of this troublesome Jewish nation of people. Herod knew that the prophets had declared that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, so he sent the three men there from where they could confirm the prophecy and Herod would know where to send his troops to kill this threat to his rule. After they had found Jesus, they had the wisdom and the humility to accept the guidance said to have come to them in a dream, and they returned to their own countries, avoiding Jerusalem. But this engendered anger and vengeance in Herod, who, it is said, slaughtered all children under the age of two. Awareness of the danger to Jesus led Joseph to leave for Egypt, where the Holy Family relied on the kindness of strangers to protect them as they became asylum seekers, refugees far from home. So one of the fundamental lessons here is it is not always the people with all the information who really get the message. The people of Israel who were steeped in tradition knowledge and the prophecies of many people from ancient times still did not grasp the meaning of Jesus when he came. Yet a bunch of strangers who were only informed by an event of nature, as in the star, 
took up the challenge to learn the truth and risked everything, even life itself, to discover for themselves what it all meant. This was not only true in Jesus' day, but much later, when Matthew's Gospel was written, around the 80s, the first century in the Common Era. Just as the chief priests and scribes had rejected the earthly Jesus, the authorities in Matthew's day were ousting Jesus' followers from the synagogue. Just as the Sanhedrin delivered Jesus to Pilate, so too in Matthew's church, the Christians were subjected to both Jewish and Roman persecution. But it's very important here to recognise, to make the point that it was not the ordinary Jewish people who condemned Jesus. They loved him. But the authorities, the authorities who were afraid of his power and the Romans who were fearful of him stirring up trouble among the masses. So if you think you don't have much theology or scriptural knowledge, stop there. Stop worrying. The Jewish people with this kind of knowledge had it all, but they didn't grasp the truth of Jesus. And so, as Jesus kept on saying repeatedly throughout his ministry, your faith has saved you. Your imagination and your faith will take you to the manger. Jesus' love will hold you there, and his presence in your life will inspire you to deepen your knowledge and your love for him as you grow. And it mostly begins today, when we Gentiles present ourselves to the saviour of the world in the manger. And we offer the best we have of ourselves and our lives. And as our Christmas carol says, yet what I can, I give him. I give my heart. I'm going to finish with a poem. It's called The Journey of the Magi, and it's by T.S. Eliot. Now, I would urge you to look this up on Google because it is rich in symbolism, which may not be altogether apparent at a first hearing. It beautifully describes the journey made by the men that the gospel tells us about and refers not only to the new life in this precious baby, but draws our attention to the shadow of death which lies over us all and the danger this child would face in his growth to maturity. Because, of course, his resurrection was for later. The epiphany, the journey, the revelation, changes these men irrevocably. It shakes them so that they, like us, once knowing and meeting the Messiah, will never be the same again. The Journey of the Magi by T.S. Eliot. A cold coming we had of it. Just the worst time of the year for a journey, and such a long journey. The ways deep and the weather sharp, 
the very dead of winter, and the camel's gold, sore-footed, refractory, lying down in the melting snow. There were times we regretted the summer palaces on slopes, the terraces and the silken girls bringing sherbet. Then the camel men cursing and grumbling and running away and wanting their liquor and women and the night fires going out and the lack of shelters and the cities hostile and the towns unfriendly and the villages dirty and charging high prices. A hard time we had of it. At the end, we preferred to travel all night, sleeping in snatches, with the voices singing in our ears, saying that all this was folly. Then at dawn, we came down to a temperate valley, wet below the snow line, smelling of vegetation, with a running stream and a watermill beating the darkness, and three trees on a low sky. And an old white horse galloped away in the meadow. Then we came to a tavern with vine leaves over the lintel, six hands at an open door dicing for pieces of silver, and feet kicking the empty wineskins. And there was no information, so we continued. And arriving at evening, not a moment too soon, finding the place, it was, you may say, satisfactory. All this was a long time ago. I remember, and I would do it again, but set down, this set down, this, were we led all that way for a birth or a death? There was a birth, certainly, we had evidence and no doubt. I had seen birth and death, but had thought they were different. This birth was hard and bitter agony for us, like death, our death. We returned to our places, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease there in the old dispensation, with an alien people clutching their gods. I should be glad of another death. Glory to you, creator of all, Jesus the Christ and spirit of life, as in the beginning is today and for eternity. Amen. I open our prayers today by lighting a candle to honour the work of those fighting for justice and progression in the eradication of the HIV virus and AIDS and to remember all those whom have died as a result of HIV and AIDS. I also light our rainbow home candle to joyfully celebrate and honour the work that this wonderful organisation carries out. Loving God, as we enter a new year, 
we recall the highs and lows of the year that we've had. We thank you for all that you've given us and for walking by our sides in our time of difficulty. We look to this new year and we ask for your continued love, support and friendship. We ask that you can watch over us in our year ahead and keep us safe in your loving protection. Please bring peace and joy to those that we love, those in our church family, our wider community and to all of your children throughout the earth. Please forgive us when we don't get it right and help us to make good choices, to love our neighbour even when it is not easy or comfortable to do so, and to walk in the footsteps of your son Jesus. We sang of his blessed birth at Christmas and we are grateful every day for his message of love, hope and peace. This year may bring continued hardships for many and we ask you to abide with us. Be our shelter from the storms of the world. Help us to remember that we are loved infinitely by you. Help us to see the good and the beauty in your world and not be consumed by the bad. Amen. Let us say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. My friends, let's together say the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Go with the peace of the Christ child, Jesus the Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website northernlightsmcc.org.uk